Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Let's take a quick break. You know what's one of my favorite things to do post-dancing rehearsal? Not going to lie, it's putting on some sweatpants immediately and having a drink. You all know I love a glass of wine or two, but I also like to switch it up. So lately, Jason and I have been making a little cocktail at night using Rum Haven. Rum Haven believes Mother Nature did things right, so it's crafted using real coconut water and not using artificial preservatives or flavorings. It is so incredibly refreshing. I mentioned I like to add it to a cocktail, but it's also actually great over ice with a splash of club soda. It tastes like I'm on vacation, sitting on an island somewhere far, far away which is without a doubt a great feeling, especially during these crazy times. So make sure to follow at Rum Haven on Instagram because they post all types of these seasonal recipes. They do giveaways and tips. Plus, when you go to discover.rumhaven.com, you can find their latest blogs, quizzes, and any promotions they have going on. On one of their latest blog posts, they actually have some tips about planning your virtual watch party, which is pretty perfect since everyone's favorite reality show is back on Tuesdays. Be sure to have a little virtual drink with me, sip some Rum Haven, maybe even while you're listening to the pod. Let me know what you think. Hey guys, what's going on? I'm Ben Bateman. And I'm Andrew Guy. And we are The Action Guys! Yes! I heard those jerks on Collider Live made fun of us for that. Roxy. It's the one that did it. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Um, we are here to talk to you guys today about things in the action universe because this is the action guys. guys Today's episode guys, guys. is we are going to be talking about the greatest movie trilogies of all time. John Wick 3 just hit theaters. Uh, Drew and I did a review of it on Action Movie Anatomy, our other show over on Popcorn Talk. We decided to break up the greatest trilogies of all time into three categories. Yeah, we've been doing a lot of definitive rankings, and we thought about, like, doing a definitive ranking of trilogies, but honestly, that just feels like it'd be dirty, messy, we'd probably piss off a lot of people. So I think these three categories that we've broken them into are, are pretty interesting. So we've got the cream of the crop, which are the true greatest trilogies the of all time. The ones you guys would probably expect to be there, and that'll be the one we end with. It'll be the sort of the most staple version of this conversation. Uh, the second category, it's the underrated category. Yeah. So these are trilogies that we think are actually pretty pretty fantastic. Um, we really, really like them a lot, and we think that they don't get as much love as they should necessarily. And then finally, of course, we have the never needed a sequel. Uh, these movies should have been one. They should not have made a second and a third. They did for whatever reasons they did. But looking back on it, the world would have been a better place <laughs> if we only had one movie in each franchise. And we're going to do each of these lists. Yeah, and, uh, and just to let you guys know kind of an update what's going on, we have now moved completely to audio here at Collider. So if you want the full video, it will be available on the Action Industries YouTube page, or you can also check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash teamaction, and the videos will be uploaded, the full video, the exact same day that you can find this episode on the Collider Movie Talk podcast channels, which you can get on Apple One, Podcast right. One, any audio, even Spotify, you can find us there for full episodes. Yeah, yeah, so on the Collider podcast feed for a Movie Talk, it's where you're going to find the audio, as he said. Um, and then, yeah, we're, you know, we release the full videos early for patrons at the $5 level, patreon.com slash team action. If you guys want these videos day of full video, otherwise the following Tuesday, they always come out and they're just totally free. So yep. we've got a whole catalog of old episodes there you guys can find. If you want to follow along in the conversation, you can find me personally at Ben Bateman Media. You guys can find me at Andrew Guy. You can find the show at Team Action Show. And then, you know, there's the YouTube and the Twitter and all the things. Um, we do have... Brandon Hanna, creator of the film physics segment uh, and uh, the intern and also the associate producer of both the Action Movie Anatomy and the Action Guys sitting at the table here. 
How you doing? Hello. I'm doing great. You Happy thought I was going to throw a big thing at you there, didn't you? You were waiting. <laughs> oh, I was what is the waiting. square root of pi, Brandon? Yeah. Um, uh, Brandon, do you have a, a favorite trilogy of all time? Lord of the Rings. It is? It's your favorite? Down. It's your number one? Interesting. Return okay. of the King is my favorite film of all time. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Because that's funny because for me, I actually think that Fellowship is my favorite. Me too. I actually think it goes in order. I think Fellowship's my favorite, then Two Towers, then Return. I do love Return and I cry every time I watch it. I have a really hard time when I watch Two Towers and Return of the King differentiating which one I like more now. Um, but yeah. clearly for me, Fellowship's my favorite of the three. I just can't get over Theoden King. Yeah. Theoden King stands alone. Yeah. Not alone. Not uh, alone. <laughs> and my bow. And my uh, bow. So uh, anyway, that's a, that's, a, that's a different conversation for another time. It sure is. Um, so that is today's conversation. Uh, we are going to get fully into it, I think, starting now. Is there anything else that we wanted to share? Any other shout-outs? No, I, I, think, uh, I think this is it. I mean, you and I are just coming off of a very heated weekend in mm. Houston, and, and we mm. actually don't know who won yet because we're pre-taping this because we're going to be in Houston. So uh, – I think without further ado, we just hop into the first uh, the first segment, which I think we should do the never needed because of John Wick. Yes, and I and I want to start it off with John Wick as our number one never needed because the first one's so good. Yeah, it's it's so great. It's in the '90s. It was a shocking surprise for me. Like I'd heard Keanu was doing another action movie. I heard yeah. it was kind of what. Oh, know, I didn't even hear about this before it came out. It just came out. Yeah, well, so so that's what I mean. Is it was after it had come out. I'd heard that he's in it. I heard it was entertaining enough. And then I looked and I saw it had an insane scores on Rotten Tomato, and I was just not convinced. I was against it. People forget already that like he had literally prior to this done the Man of Tai Chi and Forty Seven Ronin. So like it was like, yeah. oh, I don't have to pay any attention to what Keanu Reeves is doing. I don't. I literally don't have to care. And I think the issue for us here is not that the first John Wick's not awesome, and not that two and three don't have they're all sweet, incredible shit. Because two and three really do. Yeah, it's more like I don't like what they did with two and three enough for me to justify having spent the time and energy watching them. Like I got enough of John Wick and the best parts of what make those movies good. Yeah, in the first movie because all the world building <clears throat> they do in two and three, it's not really much of a payoff. It's just like really excessive action and most of the extra stuff with like Larry Fishburne and all that. It's just like. And even though Halle Berry does a great job in the movie, I don't actually think she's necessary. You made a really strong point about cutting both of them out of the story to make the movie about an hour and 40. Yeah. And I think that would have made this the next best film in the trilogy. Yeah. And it would have made it so that I would have been happy that there is a trilogy and now there's probably going to be a fourth installment. But so. we stand alone here as the people that felt pretty <clears throat> mediocre on this movie because like the ratings. 95? Yeah, and I honestly, it should be you know pointed out here. These are just our opinions. It's based on what we like. Not This is not the greatest ranking. This is yeah. like literally the greatest according to the action guys. So number four <clears throat> on here is The Karate Kid. And I realize there's four, five total Karate Kid movies, but the original trilogy with Ralph Macchio, yeah. that's the original trilogy. And Again, it's not really so much the two and three are horrible movies because they're fine. I actually like two. It's yeah. fun. He goes to Japan. And, yeah. 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 And, and <clears throat> you know, and three, right? Like that's the Terry Silver one where he gets trained by Mike Barnes and all that. And Kreese comes back. But the original Karate Kid's great. It's, it's like a great movie. It's a true classic. Yeah. Like, Pat Morita was nominated for a friggin' Oscar. That movie's – Yeah. Wax on, wax off is something that I feel like you could even still say now to the younger generation. They'd be sweep like – Sweep the leg. I yeah. mean there's just the, the sheer number of things that have come out of the first Karate Kid. And I'm like you – know, I'm watching Cobra Kai. I was going to say especially because Cobra Kai is doing well. I love Cobra Kai but like – and obviously all – those second and third movies which <clears> on their own don't stand as great. They they serve as a lot of like really good fodder for, you know, for the Karate Kid uh, TV series. But yeah, I just think that original movie just – 
it, there was nothing gained by making two and three really, other than now we get we get Cobra Kai. But for right. years it was just like. Well, and here's the thing too: is every single movie on this list had to have a sequel. Right. It was too popular. It made too much money for the studios to not do it. So it makes complete sense. And you'll see that here with number three, which is kind of like the most studio-created baby ever, which is Ocean's Eleven and the whole trilogy that comes with 12 and 13. You've got literally every person who is the most famous. You've got, yeah. it's, it's a Marvel movie back in the day in the sense of the yeah. most famous people in the world being all in one place. I mean, they remade a movie from the 60s that had been just a whatever, like fine movie with Sinatra and Sammy Davis and right. they're like alright so and now we'll make it again with Brad Pitt and George Clooney and Matt Damon and like it's a big cast and uh, it, the first one's really sweet we, we covered it on Action Movie Anatomy a year or two ago and yeah. um, it's really fun I love that first movie but then it's cool fun it's sexy it's Julia Roberts yeah I mean, but then like 12 and 13 they just feel like just here play in the sandbox yeah, like just exactly do another heist and like add some more famous people and like add Catherine zeta jones add bruce willis yeah add, and have bruce willis play himself yeah. right or something like that it, it was, was like being a little too clever and just when you go back it's like i don't feel the need to ever watch two and three ever again um speaking of which number two yeah I, i'm actually going to take this one from you because I, I just recently was invited on sending the wolf with clark wolf and i covered the matrix the original matrix yeah. it was the idea is that you take from the afi top 100 lists because there's a hand Full, like 100 thrills, 100 laughs, 100 movies, period. And The Matrix was was my choice. Um, I love The First Matrix. It's it's so freaking beautiful and amazing and it blows your mind and, and it's so groundbreaking and revolutionary at the time. And, and two and three had to happen because us as I think a culture would have rioted if we didn't get the next – at least the next film because it was just so much. Yeah. But they're not that good. You haven't even seen the third one, no, right? No, I saw the second one in theaters, I remember, on a midnight screening because I loved the first one so much. Reloaded. Yeah. yeah. And I fell asleep because it was late. Yeah. And I like I never watched it again. I remember the architect stuff at the end. And, and the twins. I, and Zion and all that. I just yeah. I just never watched three. And um, I just didn't feel like I needed to. And to this day, I don't really feel like I missed much. Most of the CGI that was <clears> groundbreaking <throat> then is just like they do at the end of every superhero movie now. Yeah. You I know? mean, well, the thing is, too, is that like – the CG of the hundred Agent Smiths in the right. third one looks really bad now. So the funniest piece of trivia about Matrix Reloaded and Matrix Revolutions, and I'm going to ask my intern here, Brandon Hanna, in case he knows this, but I would guess, I would guess that neither of you guys know this. Um, do you know what year they came out in? Which years they came out in? Yeah. Uh, 2003 and five. Oh, well, I know that the second and third one came out in the same year, I believe. That's oh, the truth. Is that what it is? How oh. freaking weird is that? Is it 2004? Three. Three? 2003, okay. Matrix Reloaded, Matrix Revolutions. <clears throat> Four years after the original film, the two movies came out in the same calendar yeah. year. I've, I can't think of another example of that ever happening. I totally forgot about that. I didn't even remember until recently. Yeah. I, I was like literally looking at years, and I was like, that's weird. That's got to be a typo. 2003, right? <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, and then the final one on the list. And the final one on the list <clears throat> is Jurassic Park, where uh, there's actually been five films now, but yeah. really the original trilogy is three films. You know, and then Sam it took Neil a long back. time. And Jurassic Park 1 is one of the greatest films ever made. It's like a true Truly. classic. It's amazing. It's, you know, like um, I know that it, you know Spielberg was thinking at the time if he wanted to make a Jurassic Park trilogy or a Schindler's List trilogy. And he decided – just kidding. That never happened. <laughs> he decided to make the Jurassic Park trilogy. Um, Andrew didn't even laugh. I, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a very important thing. Um, and, uh, and and did you hear the joke? He no. Do you want to say it again? Yeah, I'll say it again. I'll see if I can laugh. I was like, uh, it's not going to – because now the setup – 
I was like, you know, Spielberg was talking at the time about whether he wanted to make a Jurassic oh, so Park trilogy. List thing. Oh. Yeah, no, I did hear it, but I was like, is that real? He just for you to do on audio. <laughs> had Andrew not been texting, he would have left, guaranteed. I, I, I know his sense of humor too well. I'm sorry. Uh, Jurassic Park one is is just one of the best movies ever, and like yeah. two is bad. It has a couple sweet parts. Three is horrible. Yeah, they're both <laughs> they they both like drop right off the cliff. Um, yeah, and that's the thing. Again, it's Jurassic Park, The Matrix, Ocean's Eleven, The Karate Kid, and John Wick. So you understand why they had to make more films. Yeah. We just don't really believe they should have. We actually have three honorable mentions here. Yeah. So uh, honorable mention number one is going to be The Hangover Trilogy. Yep. It was, it was fine enough. First one's good. Uh, the next one is Taken. You know, I felt like – what movie is it where they're like, at some point, you just got to think he's a bad father? Yeah. <laughs> it's like that's exactly the moment where you're just like, you've lost your family three times now. Like, I don't care anymore, bro. Well, and I also like that the premise of – like, the premise of John Wick 2 and 3 is like this really convoluted thing about, like, you know, the plotting. And it's like, my family was taken again. <laughs> what happens in the third film, Liam? My family was, was taken, taken a third time. A third time. A third time. <laughs> yeah. I came back to the film. You're really bad at yeah. being a father slash husband. Uh, and then the last one I love that we put on here, it, it's it's Thor Ragnarok. Because it's just you don't actually need the first two movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Ragnarok is by far and away the best. But the first two are, are arguably two of the worst MCU films. I, so just I, we don't have a lot of time, so I just want to keep this brief. But just this has to be noted. I was talking to our good buddy Matt the other day, uh-huh. uh, and he's the AD on Endgame. And he was like – there was, you know, there was two really big spoilers that, uh, going into Endgame that we just needed to keep a secret. He was like, "That's." I mean, it was. I was like, "The hammer." And he's like, "No, no, that was really cool. That wasn't like a spoiler." He was like, "One of them was Tony dying." Yeah, uh, and he's like, "The other one was Fat Thor." He was like, hey, "That it was so important. We kept that a secret. Yeah. It was like the most important spoiler in the movie." And it's like <laughs> so funny that in the end, that that's the thing they were protecting. Is like we put Chris Hemsworth in a fat suit, and we need no for one a know. lot of the movie, and no one can know. Yeah. So the promotional campaign cannot feature it. You get like you're going to be put in jail if you talk about the fact that Fat Thor's in this movie. <laughs> there's like yeah, and then in the trailers you can see there's like only from like the neck up. Shots of him are like from very wide. In, do they show like Lightning Thor at any point in the trailer? They do. They maybe show him. Maybe they show once he's Lightning Thor. I think, but maybe they show him like in the first part of the movie when they go to kill Thanos, but uh, not at the end. Yeah. yeah, I know they show the shot with him, Iron Man, and Captain America all walking out towards yeah. Thanos, but they CGI'd out. I was going to say they see- oh, oh, they did. Yeah, and they, they only see like right. his legs, so you can't tell that he's in a fat suit. That's <laughs> so amazing. Funny. I love it. Anyway, all right, moving on to uh, category number two here, guys. We're going to get into the underrated trilogies. These are the uh, the trilogies that we think are just outside the cream of the crop. They're, like, really, truly awesome, um, but, you know, not quite good enough to be on that list. And number five is a, a fun one. Yeah, I, I definitely love this. It's the Star Wars, Star Wars prequels. And it's really just on the back of the final 40 minutes of Revenge of the Sith. And and also the the first... Maybe the last thirty minutes of of uh, Phantom Menace. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The Darth the Maul Darth stuff Maul with Liam Neeson Liam and yeah, and right. Ewan. It's really sweet. Attack of the Clones is just real bad. He's like, yeah, Le- uh, uh, Qui Gon is like, he's like, Annie, your mother's been taken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, so we're probably gonna get skewered for this, but. I love the end of Revenge of the Sith. I yeah. love Darth Maul. And you got to remember, we were 10 when these were coming out. So it the was The first like, one, yeah. yeah. It was just 11. like... We were very excited more oh, than yeah. anything. Toys, the whole thing. I mean, the the double lightsaber, like... I had the Darth Maul poster that I'd gotten from, like, a Happy Meal or something. And I was, like, so happy that it was hanging on the back of my door. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. I, this is, like... 
these I mean the second one's really horrible yeah. I haven't gone back to watch it in a long time but I have actually watched Revenge of the Sith a shockingly high number of times uh, I don't know why because it's sweet yeah <laughs> but I do like it so uh, number four on the list underrated uh, it's going to be Spider-Man the 02 to 07 Spider-Man trilogy yeah I mean uh, the third one's pretty horrible there's a consistent trend with a lot of these trilogies it's like almost if we were to say like you could only put movies on these lists that had complete trilogies in terms of quality it right. really reduces the number of options there's not that many trilogies that have three good movies yeah it's kind of just like the top half of this category and then basically most of the the cream of the crop because very often the third movie in these things or the second movie will end up being disappointing and yeah. like Revisionist history will go back to talk about that. That movie's actually pretty good. But, like, for instance, you know, we teaser, you know, the Dark Knight trilogy is uh, somewhere either between the honorable mentions and the top of the top list. And, like, when Rises came out, it was kind of just disappointing for a lot of people. It's yeah. only now, in retrospect, a few years later, people are kind of willing to acknowledge it's a good movie. I watch Rises more than The Dark Knight now. I love Rises. I love Rises. Me too. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that makes me so happy. Uh, so with Spider-Man, it's one of those things where Spider-Man 1 was is, is very well respected. Spider-Man 2 is arguably, to some people, one of the best, if not the best, Spider-Man movie, period. Right. Yep. And then Spider-Man 3 is just kind of rough with the whole emo Toby. And, and then a big part of that, wasn't it like Sam Raimi getting back at the studio? Something, something like that. Yeah, I dancing heard. dancing Toby uh, in that scene yeah. is probably one of the most embarrassing things that happened in the 2000s. But it is honestly one of the greatest things to ever happen to Spider-Man. Because so of the Spider-Verse. Yes, yeah, so I can make fun of it. Because he makes fun of it. That's, when he's that. doing the move with like the hands and, <laughs> and like the pelvic thrusting, it's like kind of absurd that they they were like, yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, that should make the final cut. We'll leave that in. Like nowadays, if like there's a there's like a frame out of place in an MCU movie, like hire the entire cast and send them back yeah. to Austria to shoot. We need like five million more dollars for every hour, and we're gonna do it again. Yeah, we're gonna need to spend another twenty two million dollars so we can get this turn and like just change this shot. And yep. It's like that's not how it used to work. Um, Next up, we have uh, Planet of the Apes, the brand new Planet no, no, no. of the Apes. That's oh. higher. That's higher. You oh, mean... shoot. I'm so sorry. Yeah, the next one was actually Austin Powers' trilogy. Yes. Uh, it's so funny because I hadn't talked about this trilogy much at all, but in the yeah. last week, it's been brought up maybe five or six times. Well, Austin Powers 1 is a legitimate classic. It's a late so 90s. Good. Like, I remember growing up watching it and, like, I mean, come on. It's Austin Powers. Like, we, you... I, I would, like, piss myself laughing watching these. It's really funny. And Will Ferrell getting shot and oh burned and all that. The whole the whole thing. Like him, Dr. Evil, I mean, really true. This was like this was like a phenomenon, the yeah. first Austin Powers. And honestly, Spy You Shagged Me with Heather Graham. Excellent. Also great. So good. Uh, you know, when I was a child, if I had watched Spy Who Shagged Me and known that I could go watch her nude in another movie called Boogie Nights, <laughs> I probably would have lost my mind. Oh, I, didn't I was realize so in love with her. I didn't know that existed at the time when right. I was when I was uh like 11 years old. Right. I was not aware. I was I not know. made aware until I was much older. I think every guy our age was just – there's like a handful of women in film that we just all fell in love with. And Heather Graham in this, Cameron Diaz in The Mask. Yeah. There's like a few moments where it was just like every guy just lost she's it. She's also hilarious in this movie. She's very she's funny. Because I think Heather Graham's a really good actress. <clears throat> she like actually, generally, yeah. she's like pretty solid in mm-hmm. like almost everything she's in. Um, throwback to The Hangover. She's great. Yeah. Um, but she's really good at this movie. But like, yeah, just totally in love. Just completely in love. So, uh, funny. She's in The Hangover trilogy. Yeah. And then uh, Goldmember, which I only honestly saw the one time at the theaters, but I remember thinking it was hilarious. It's, it, I actually like Goldmember too. Like, it was one of those things I love where. Gold. Yeah, I love gold. 
was, it was the thing where Goldmember wasn't as sweet as Fat Bastard was. Right, right, right. But he was still awesome. And then at the very end, they have like Tasty Legend coming in as a yeah, cameo. Yeah, yeah, right, doing the, right. Like, the actual Hollywood film. I mean, it's not as good, but it's still sweet. Like I remember as a kid, there's the moment where they're pulling stuff out of the bag in the tent. And right. all the security guards are watching. And it just looks like they're pulling everything out of Austin Powers' ass. Yeah. Like obviously I'm 31 now, yeah. so it's probably not as funny. <laughs> but like as a kid, that shit – Slayed me. Yeah. I was dead. Oh. oh my god, amazing! So number three on the list, we have the new Planet of the Apes trilogy. Or two. That's two because I spoiled the. Yes, yeah. number, number two, we have the new Planet of the Apes trilogy. So that's Rise of the Planet of the Apes, War, uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, and War for the Planet of the Apes, uh, War of the Planet of the Apes, War for I can't remember. Uh oh. Um, but uh, <laughs> these movies are great. They, we owe yeah. the entirety of the series being good to the brilliance of Andy Serkis. He's so good. He's so compelling and engaging as Caesar, and he's so believable, and honestly, you you love him. I honestly think that it's totally possible this deserves to be number one, just thinking about it as we talk about Caesar. But I but I think the quality that we get out of the number one is so high that, like, but he's, I mean, I love this plan, this, the Ape well, trilogy. He actually carries a whole trilogy, yeah. and no one really pays the respect to him. They pay it to, to James Franco, Woody Harrelson, Jason Clark, all these, but it's not... Gary Oldman, it's not about them. Yeah, it's, it's Caesar's story. What's um, Carrie Russell in the second one? The girl from Slumdog Millionaire who like Frida Pinto. Yeah, Frida Pinto. Yeah, that's like the whole the first one. Yeah, yeah. It's the and for some reason I always remembered Mila Kunis being in it. She's not. No, I love <laughs> Frida Pinto. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, number one, you've got the Captain America trilogy. Yeah, and it was you know you were saying that you thought this belonged in the cream of the crop section, which I actually believe it does. Yeah. But the thing is, is I feel like if you ask. Ten people, their top three trilogies, it's never mentioned. No, never. Or I even mean, if they're top five trilogies, it's probably still not mentioned because you don't really think of it as a trilogy. It's because Civil War feels like an Avengers movie exactly. and the first Captain America is like not really a movie that you go back to rewatch. So, I mean, Brandon, what was the last time you watched each of these movies? Uh, Civil War, probably the most recent. Um, yeah. Just catch it on like Netflix or something. Yeah, right, 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 because it was on there for a while. The airport scene so sweet. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That. When's um, the last time you think you watched First Avenger? That's been years, probably. Same. I watched it last year. I watched yeah. I watched all of them last year for the – well, not for the first time. I watched as they came out. But, I mean, Winter Soldier is the best movie, mm-hmm. like that and, like, Infinity War. Yeah. And, like, Winter Soldier is just so good. But it's just really, for me, the reason that these movies are so good is, like, I find the scenes from uh, Winter Soldier and Civil War to be, like, a lot of the most memorable scenes from the MCU. Like a lot of definitely a lot of the most memorable shit comes in those two movies. Well, it's because they really figured out how to make Captain America a true badass superhero, and then it was almost like, <clears throat> oh, they figured it out. Now we fi- now we know how to place him in all the other movies. Yeah. Now we know how to make him look awesome. We know how to make Black Panther be more badass, Bucky more badass, uh, uh, Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. It was like they kind of figured out the formula for the for the humans, if you will. And honestly, Cap One is really solid because, like, his his relationship with Haley Atwell in that movie is really good. Like, it's he, it's I really re- don't remember it. As the plane's going down at the end, and he's talking to her, and he's like, you know, he knows that he's going to die. Actually, just go into hibernation, right? You know, and he's like, how about you know, you still owe me that dance? Like, you know, they're going down. There's like 30 seconds left. It's really compelling. I teared up when I watched it recently. Is Red was was Red Skull whatever in it? He's sweet. I mean, he goes, you know, fine. The whole thing sucks about Hugo just like not wanting anything to do with it. It's yeah. so weird. It's strange. Yeah. It's really weird. Uh, so now, guys, we're going to get into our top five cream of the crop. And uh, number one, as Ben said, was somewhere in the list. It's the Dark Knight trilogy. Um, kind of surprising it's down at fifth. But if you look at the four in front of it, it, it does make a little bit more sense because – 
you know, I love Batman Begins. I think it's actually the most complete movie in the trilogy. We covered that recently, AMA, right? Yeah, I think so. Within a, probably a year ago. And then The Dark Knight is considered the greatest comic book movie of all time. Right. Although, who knows now with, with Endgame and Infinity War. And then Rises, as you said, is now starting to fall into revisionist history as being better than it was. But on it, a whole – go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I think on the whole, it's uh, it's regarded as like one of the most instrumental films in the superhero genre. I think that the villains are usually regarded as really good. Yeah. Like, Honestly, all three of the main villains are really solid. Mm-hmm. Um, Anne Hathaway's Catwoman is terrific. Bale plays a great Batman. Like the supporting cast of, of Killian Murphy and, and you know Morgan Freeman, Michael Caine. Michael Caine, they're all amazing. Yeah, I mean, I, we all love Maggie Gyllenhaal. Yeah, do we sure do, do. The line you want to do. <laughs> There's so many of them. God damn it, Harvey! I know these briefs backwards. That's that, what I was looking for. I hate that line. <laughs> Um. Yeah, but I, I mean, I guess there's just something about it, and, and you know, there's obviously the Godfather trilogy is in the top five. It has to be, but I don't know. It's like the strength of the the first two Godfathers outweighs the, I guess, the middle ground of all three Dark Knight. I don't. Really, so it gets moved not, higher. Yeah. yeah, I actually do love the the moment when uh, when Hall is like sitting there and she's like, "Okay, Harvey." Okay, like she's like it's gonna be okay, and then the things when she's up. Yeah, yeah, it's so. Good. It's a good moment because it's, it's like un, it's like unsuspecting. Well, you don't expect. Yeah, it's yeah. just like that doesn't happen in comic book movies. No, nah, you sweet. know, God, I love that movie. It's so dark. Yeah. Um, number four uh, is the only to be a trilogy for very, for a little while longer, and yeah. that is Toy Story. Um, now you can make arguments for Toy Story actually just being the top spot here because the quality of all three movies is so high. Like if you actually go to the ratings section on any site, they're like basically perfect, all three of them. And I watched all three recently, and they're all solid. Um, I, I cried at the end of three. Yeah, Toy Story three. I like was disappointed that when I went to do my Pixar revisited, it was like that it was um, that had been so hyped for me at that point because yeah. I didn't feel like I got to enjoy Toy Story. Like I saw it in theaters, but then when on the rewatch, I was like. I, like I'm expecting too much. This is just a a really good Toy Story movie. Very complete. Yeah, so many people, you know, coined it as the best Toy Story movie ever. The best Pixar, movie. the best Pixar movie, the best animated movie. It's tough because, in my mind, I still think one is is the best. Hey, one's just a lot simpler. Three, mm-hmm. like, really just pulls on the heartstrings. Two has great scenes too, like yeah. when she loved me, which is the scene where Jesse gets left is heartbreaking. Oh, yeah. Into you know, like all three of them are really good. Um, yeah, next up we have uh, the Godfather trilogy, and you know this is one of those films that I've only seen the Godfather one and two once each. And yeah, I don't think I've ever seen Godfather three because no. I've just heard nothing about nothing but bad. It's sort of Godfather three is like sort of fine. Uh, it's not as bad as people make it out to be. Is it just because it's it's following two the two best movies ever? And it's right, like it's just playing on. Like there's this quality to one and two that because of when they're made, they're seventies movies. They have this like color and tone that's just. It's very appropriate for its time. Right. Three's made in like 1990 and it's like – it just feels like a movie from 1990 and like the characters are all much older. And it's oh, just, yeah. How long do they take to make the third th- one? 16 like, years. 16? Yeah. Jesus. It's just and, – and like originally um, somebody else was supposed to star in the Sofia Coppola role but she got sick. I think it was Winona Ryder maybe hmm. and then Sofia Coppola gets steps in and she's so bad. Is she a horrible actress? Like a career-ending performance. Wow. It's it's. I don't know if you ever seen it. I've never seen it but I know – of the historically Sophie. bad she is in the movie. It's like it's appalling. Andy Garcia is pretty sweet. Like he gets introduced as like the new hotshot, but uh-huh. but like one and two are, and I actually think they're the most enduring classics we have. Like Godfather one is the most enduring sort of 
top ten classic movie that exists, I think. Because you go back and you watch it today and it still is like great. And like Pacino is just <clears throat> the sheer presence yeah. when, you know, I mean, there's like these moments like, you know, like when Pacino goes and has this whole like thing with like Mo Green. You've said, you haven't seen it recently? Talking about the second or the first, first one? First one. Yeah. He has this whole thing with Mo Green and like, you know, and, and Mo Green's yelling at him or whatever because Fredo's like, you can't talk to Mo Green that way or whatever. And, and you know, uh, Pacino pauses and he looks at him and he's like, Fredo, you're my brother and I love you, but I'll never take sides against the family again. Right. And you're just like, you're like, God damn it. That's so good. Yeah. Like, it just gives you chills when he says stuff. And the second one is when he does the Fredo, you broke my heart. Yeah. And that's the, yeah, exactly. and that's like such a great scene. And I, that, I actually call, it's like during a wedding, right? Or something. Uh, when he says that? Yeah. It's uh, like, it, you broke my heart. It's like a big party, yeah, in, party. in like Cuba or something. It, there's just, I mean, there's an endless number of moments where Pacino is just like, He's just magnetic in yeah. a way that very few actors ever have been. And you've got Brando with the cotton oh ball cheeks, God. just like kill. Like you've, I've never seen an actor that actually I could just believe was two different people based yeah. off of one point in his career and based off another because he's I mean, he's so incredible. He disappears. Man. I, I mean, dude, and like Robert Duvall, yeah, like as, he, as he's so 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 good. De Niro in the second movie, uh, like tr- tr- the Godfather, first two films are like. Of the quality that very few films ever ever reach, they're like better movies than I think almost any movie on this entire list. Right, right. But it's it's about the trilogy, and so next up we have Star Wars seventy seven, eighty, eighty three. I mean, yeah, you have Star Wars, Empire, and Jedi. What's your favorite of these, Brandon? Empire. Yeah, most people. You. I think you and I may have the same favorite. Is it Jedi. Yeah, Jedi. Yeah, it's my Jedi. Favorite. I love I love all the Emperor moments. Yeah, me they, too. they just they just. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> great. I love the horse. Yes. <laughs> I am the Senate. That's the wrong trilogy. It's just, <laughs> <laughs> it's just I mean, you know, it's it's hard to argue. They're, they're three pretty perfect movies. The fact that, you know, all, all three of us could have had a different favorite and it wouldn't have none of us would have been offended by it. It makes yeah. it makes sense. I yeah, I just I mean, there's so much has been said about these movies that it's hard to even but I just love I love the original trilogy so much and, and I mean I I think most people in their lives have watched these movies inadvertently more than almost any movie ever made. They're just the most discussed, replayed on cable, yeah. like discussed, revisited. Culture, yeah. I mean if you're if you are like seven years old today, uh there is so much Star Wars talk that you're you are compelled to go watch these original three films in a way that almost no, like these movies are from only within a few years of The Godfather, but there's nothing right. even close to that effect that would have on like an elementary school kid to go back and rewatch The Godfather. Well, yeah, because the fact that Episode Nine is still about to come out. So if you're a ten year old right now and you see that and you become a Star Wars nut, that means there's still a whole other generation behind us that are going to be influenced by their parents. Still, not even just being nerd culture, it's still by their parents. Right. And this is f- almost forty years. I mean, yeah. it is forty years, forty two. Yeah. So yeah, and and uh, lastly. Brandon, what's our number one trilogy? That would be the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Really yeah, is. he really, uh, really buried the lead there. Uh, <laughs> no, I was like, I was thinking, I was like, if he says it, which I'm sure he would. Yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. And it's, I, I like these movies the most. I do too. I like all three of them. Like the fact that the third movie is just as arguable as the best, as the second and the first. The quality is outrageously high. The moments are heartbreaking. The performances are amazing. The storytelling is incredible. Even today, even today, like 15 to 20 years later, the CGI still totally holds it's so up. so good. Everything is so good. Everyone is – every character is incredibly believable. You've got – 
you know, these these people that weren't who they were yet. Orlando yeah. Bloom wasn't who he was yet. He was on his way, like, you know, pretty well on his way. But, yeah. you know, Legolas and having pirates was just like, okay, you're never going to – you never got to worry about anything yeah, ever, ever again. again. You know, Aragorn being discovered. It was the first time anyone had really seen Vigo in that light. Yeah. It was just incredible, you know. And and I still, even this last Christmas, just watched all three of them in a row. And my family – my whole family, we all watched all three of them in a row. And there's not any three movies that I could convince – all 20 people in my family yeah. to watch back to back to back. There's a – so we actually did an episode a few years ago on Action Movie Anatomy over on the Popcorn Talk Network, our other show, that was uh, our top fist bump moments from the trilogy. So yeah. we took all you know eight hours of the three movies together and did our top ten moments. We're actually going to be doing a specific hour-long Action Movie Anatomy revisiting the Fellowship of the Ring yeah. in just a couple weeks here. So go check that out on Popcorn Talk. And we're going to be doing a watch-along, which I think is going to be on the night of Sunday the – Twin? 29th or something? Or I can't remember what it's it was. Like the, the I think last it's Sunday, Sunday of, the 27th the or 6th? Sunday, of, 26th. Of May, yeah. Sunday the 26th, I think, is when we're going to do it. Uh, we have to confirm that date, but go check that out if you guys want to do a watch along. It's on patreon.com slash teamaction. We sent out a private link for everybody there um, to uh, to do that thing. And so you know, join us in Houston. Uh, actually, this is airing after, after Houston. Houston. Yeah, so, so hopefully thanks you for joining us. us in Houston. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then just really quickly, a couple honorable mentions that we did not get to make the list. We got Indiana Jones, Back to the Future, and The good the bad and the ugly uh let us know what your top uh trilogies are let us know what your favorite is let us know what we missed let us know where you don't agree down below in the comments on action industries youtube page and uh man i really hope houston went well for me yeah i think i think just to because i forgot about those honorable mentions the uh back the future and, and and uh indiana jones it's more about what we as the action guys believe and love yeah. and neither of us are attached to that trilogy either of those trilogies as much as like the general film going populace is uh, we love them yeah and they're great movies they just I don't think they're either one is a totally complete trilogy because I don't and, and for whatever reason, Indiana Jones just doesn't speak to us as much as it does to a lot of people. Yeah, it really, it really doesn't. And honestly, yeah, it's the thing is if you put these eight trilogies in front of us, we would have taken off those three each. And, um, yeah, we love them, but just not as much as the other five. Yeah, so that's that. All right, guys, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Brandon, thanks for hanging out. Thanks um, for having me. If you guys want to follow along with Brandon on Twitter, where can you find you? At BrandonHanna07. Sweet. Nice. You can follow me personally at Ben Bateman Media. And you guys can find me at Andrew Guy. You can find the show at Team Action Show. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. Bye, guys. Bye. Napa know-how. This month, Napa's got all kinds of motor oil deals that can save you some serious cash. Like a five-quart jug of Napa Full Synthetic Motor Oil for just $16.49. With savings like that, you may start feeling like a VIP. But don't let it go to your head. These oil deals are for everyone. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General states pricing. Sales prices not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. Offer ends 831.20. There's an underdog story happening today in America. Small businesses are fighting to make a comeback, but in the moment they have the least, they're giving the most. They're rallying communities and neighborhoods, yet asking for little in return. Well, it's time we gave back. Small Unites is making it simple for everyone to take action and support the small businesses that unite us all. Find out how you can donate, shop, and share today at smallunites.org.